Welcome to the Hold My Juice Box podcast, where we talk about motherhood and entrepreneurship. I'm Christina Zimmerman, a top producing real estate agent, business owner, coach, and mom of two great boys. This podcast is for all the women out there navigating through motherhood and building big businesses. My goal is for this to inspire, motivate, and encourage you as we go from surviving to thriving in motherhood and business. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me on the Hold My Juice Box podcast and for listening today. Today we're going to be talking about fear and how to overcome it. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about how these agents had gone to a ninja karate board breaking seminar and they were talking about how they thought it sounded so silly to go to something like this that had nothing to do with real estate. And the whole premise of it was that it was about overcoming fear. And they said by the end of the seminar, everyone in the room was just bawling and had had this realization of it's not really about breaking the board. It's about letting go of the fear that's preventing you from breaking it and understanding how to channel your energy into something better than being afraid. And, you know, there's other coaches and life coaches and real estate coaches that use this method. Tony Robbins uses the walking on fire method. And it all comes down to that point of getting past fear that's limiting you from doing something that you could do all along, but you just didn't realize because you were too scared to try it. And maybe because you didn't know how to go about trying it to do it successfully. So as I was listening to this, it made me think about fear in real estate and in my career. If you think about it, it's a high stress type of job anyways, but why is it so high stress? When you break it down, if you think about it, you're basically calling people to get a job interview on a daily basis. So not only are you calling to try and get that appointment to get that interview, But then you're also basically doing a job interview every single day if you're having appointments every day. And then you're having to follow up with those people just like you would with a normal job to see if you got the job, things like that. And that alone is stressful enough, but then you're also working with different personality types. And if you've done any type of reading or research on different personality types and if you know what your personality type is, that can it can be a challenge to work with some people. So working with different personality types, and then you have high stress situations like divorce or um, death, where maybe a, a parent has passed away and the kids are having to sell the house, and maybe they're remote, or you know, obviously there are a lot of situations where the kids are just devastated. So it's hard for them to think through the process of selling their parents home. Um, there's sibling dispute situations with that as well. Uh, and then you have the market conditions on top of that. You have a seller's market where it's extremely difficult for buyers to find anything. Or sometimes you have a buyer's market where sellers are begging buyers to come and buy their homes. And then on top of that, Women in general have fear just related to being a mom and our kids and all the things that the world is telling us. Um, You know, you're not good enough if you're 
if you have a really successful business, maybe you're not taking good enough care of your family. Or if you're not successful enough, maybe you're not devoting enough time to the business. You know, it just goes on and on. And all of that can just add to giving us so much fear in our daily lives and our businesses and our family life. And it can be overwhelming and it can really kind of paralyze you from being as successful as you truly can be. Um, Tracy Tudor is a realtor. Uh, she's a luxury, luxury realtor. She's a top realtor in LA. She's been on the show, a million dollar listing agent for years. I think she was on almost at the beginning of the series. But she has a book that came out, I think, last year or the year before called Fear is a Four-Letter Word. And I love the book. It's a good, quick read. But she has some great analogies in there about fear and, you know, how she came to understand the different types of fear and then overcome them and what she does in her business. But one of my favorite things that she said was, we wear our fear like a handbag. We take it everywhere. Fear doesn't go doesn't go away, but it doesn't go with us. It doesn't need to go with us everywhere we go. Fear is the type of handbag that just needs to stay in the back of the closet. Thinking about that, it's like, well, what kind of fears do I focus on on a daily basis? And as a mom, and I'm sure other moms can relate, I'm thinking about, am I raising my kids right? Am I inspiring them and teaching them how to be happy and live a full life? Am I teaching them how to be successful and still have fun? Am I spending enough time with my husband? Am I loving on my family enough? You know, just loving on them, not overanalyzing everything. Will my house ever be really clean and all the laundry done? And those all sound like worries, but it's the underlying thing is fear. And, you know, when you have little babies, you're scared of, am I doing this right? Am I taking care of them? What do they need? They can't tell me what they need. And it can be very overwhelming. And that's definitely something that's not addressed in those what to expect books you buy when you're pregnant about parenting. And then on top of that, you have the business fears. Am I doing everything I can to grow my business? Am I giving my clients the level of service they deserve? Am I following up enough? Am I following up too much? Am I marketing enough? The list just goes on and on. But what if we could conquer our fears? What if we could just start our day and look fear in the eye and tell it to go back in the closet where it belongs and then go on to have our best day, to be at our best, and to just really be successful? Because when we're consumed with fear, it clouds everything we do. We're more concerned with what might happen than what is actually happening right in front of us and being able to listen and focus on that situation to be totally present and be our most powerful selves to get the best possible outcome in that situation. If you look at any training programs on sales in general, they focus a lot on fear because that's usually the thing holding people back in sales as far as reaching out to clients or reaching out to potential clients and leads. And so they all have different names for that fear part of your brain. And I've heard it called the drunk monkey. I've heard it called the lizard brain. Um, if you've ever seen the Disney movie, Luca, he names it Bruno. And they're constantly saying silencio Bruno, telling that part of their brain that's scaring them into not doing things to just be quiet so that they can go out and do the things that they were meant to do. 
And in every situation, in all of those trainings, what they're trying to show you is that there's helpful fear and there's detrimental fear. So helpful fear is the fear that keeps you safe. So like if you're standing on a cliff and you're going to jump into some water, you might have that fear come up that says, I don't know how deep that it, this is. Maybe I shouldn't jump in there because it could really hurt me. That is a good type of fear. That's the type of fear that keeps you alive, that keeps you safe, and helps you really think through situations that you could get into that you should really avoid. And then the detrimental fear is the fear that comes from something that may have happened in your past or to someone you know, and you're terrified that it could happen again. It could be something totally uh, realistic and reasonable, or it can be something totally crazy that you know is never going to happen, but you just are terrified about it and it just is consuming you. So understanding the difference is key to learning how to tackle and overcome that detrimental fear so that you can really focus on being successful. And in my family, we actually have a line that we got from a Bruce Willis movie. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but he has this friend who's actually Billy Bob Thornton and he's terrified of everything. He's like a hypochondriac. And he read somewhere that if you smell burning feathers, it means you have some terrible illness and you're going to die. So he would always start saying he smelled burning feathers. So in my family, whenever we're acting afraid about something that's just totally irrational, we kind of laugh about it and say burning feathers, you know, but and we lo- we joke about it. But the important thing is being able to tell that difference between is this something that is actually something that should cause fear or am I being ridiculous. So how do we overcome fear that holds us back? How do we walk confidently into high stress situations or environments? And if you read Tracy's book, she walks you through how to do all of this. And I'll break down some of her points and also include a lot of mine that I've learned in this business. And hopefully they'll be helpful to anyone listening. The first thing is going to be preparation. And I've definitely talked about it in other episodes, but it's different for every situation. The main thing when it comes to preparation in relation to fear is understanding and knowing the people that you're going to be working with. So do your research, understand their why, and really make sure that you understand their core motivators. So for example, uh, and Tracy talks about this in her book too, but I've had it happen as well where you'll get a call and they'll say, hey, my name is such and such and I have a house that I want to sell. Can you come over and walk it, walk through it with us and uh, we'll let you know if we want to work with you. You say, great. You set the appointment, good to go, get off the phone. And then all you have is their name and number. Obviously, you're going to try and get more information during the phone call, but sometimes this happens where you don't have that opportunity and you're stuck with just a name and an address. So do you just go into that appointment blind or do you prepare as much as you can before you get there? And by prepare, I don't mean just knowing the comps and understanding what the property has to offer. I mean, stalking that person on a dating level. So Tracy jokes around about her uh, ladies that she works with will 
know everything about a guy before they go on a date with them because of the stalking they do. Women are good at this. We're good at digging and finding out information. So use that skill in your business. Do some research. Look them up. I mean, on their social media, do they look like they really care about appearances? Do they look like they're very active in their social media? Are they outdoorsy? Are they what are their hobbies? What are what is their taste like? Or is it just a picture of their dog or something really, you know, blurry that's just not really important, but obviously they don't care about their social media. Knowing those things can really come into play later on. For example, I had a client this morning who came in for a buyer consultation and I knew that him and his wife were very outdoorsy. They love fishing and camping and four-wheeling and all those good things. So I had a list of properties that were in areas that fit their likes and their needs. And that way I'm not going to waste my time showing them properties that they wouldn't be interested in in the first place. If I hadn't done my research, I wouldn't have known that and I wouldn't have found out until way later into showings that I was showing them properties that they weren't interested in. So it can really make a difference to just know who you're going to be working with. And then understanding their why. So this kind of goes into play with listings. If you have someone who's selling a home, it's so important to understand why they're selling that home. Is it just because they're moving on to a new chapter? Maybe they're retiring and they want to travel, so they need something that's less maintenance, like a condo? Or is it a sad situation where maybe someone passed away and it's too much for the person who's still there? Is it something like a military move? Understanding their needs so you can better serve them. When you go into these meetings and you have this information where you've done your research and you know the person that you're about to go meet with, you really need to understand the goal of the meeting so that if you have a strong personality at that meeting, you can bring it back on track if needed. So for example, at a listing appointment, I have a whole strategy of how I structure my listing appointments. And what I'm basically trying to do is to get to know that person even more and to let them get to know me. So you've kind of broken that ice, you've built that trust. So that way, when you get into the tougher topics of the meeting, like pricing, uh, commission, and things like that, they already have built that relationship with you. So they're more open to hearing what you have to say as a professional versus if you walk in and instantly start talking price and and marketing strategy. They need to know that you care about them. So going into that appointment, knowing how to keep it on track. And when you do that, understanding their personality type, it can go a long way. So in real estate, we call it mirror and match. And the point of that is there are some basic personality types out there. And if you know your personality type, there are some that you probably don't mesh well with. So for me, on the DISC profile, it's the D personality. I don't get along very well with them because it's a very intense personality. And if I walk into a room or a meeting and I see that that's the type of person that I'm about to meet with, I can better approach them because I know the way that they process and they think through things on a general level. So that way we're not bashing heads the whole time because I understand how they're going to be 
approaching that meeting themselves. Tracy describes it as being like a chameleon. So you're not changing who you are. You're mirroring or matching that other personality type. And that way you can better serve them. So, you know, as a chameleon, you're still a chameleon, but you're just a different color in each situation. And then you can control that situation as much as possible to get the best outcome. So if the outcome is that you need is getting them on the same page for pricing commission and a listing date, you can keep things on track because you understand that personality type, you understand their motivation, and you understand the situation that's causing them to move. On top of that, if you can control the environment as much as possible, that can also be very helpful in making you feel more secure, less afraid, more confident. Um, And by controlling the environment, I mean having them come meet you at your office where you know what the atmosphere is like or at your favorite lunch spot where you're kind of in control of the situation. Obviously in real estate, a lot of times our first meeting is going to be at the house and we're gonna do a walkthrough with them. So think about where you're most comfortable discussing the intense parts of that listing appointment. Are you gonna go sit on a couch? Are you going to go stand outside? Or are you going to sit at the table where you can lay out some materials for them and walk them through everything? If you know where you're more comfortable, you can guide that conversation over to those areas and that way technically you're in their home and their space, but you're still controlling your environment a little bit more because you know you're not gonna be balancing your computer and your brochures and everything on your lap on the couch while you're trying to give them this presentation about pricing, you can lay it out professionally in front of them on the table and look put together because you know that you can control how everything is laid out. All of these things can just really help bring that level of fear down because now you have some elements of control. You can control how you respond to people because you know their personality types, like I said, or the things that they love in life you can relate to. So then you've built that trust and then you're also controlling the environment, like I said. So just to recap those. And finally, this one can be a little more tricky, but I think this is something that doesn't get talked about as much in sales training and real estate training until you're much later into the business and you realize that this is something that happens sometimes, but knowing when to let go. So if you're dealing with a client who is just stressing you out to the max and it doesn't have to do necessarily with the transaction. Maybe they're just an extremely difficult person to work with, or maybe they aren't respecting your time and they're calling you at 11 o'clock at night and four o'clock in the morning, and they're just running you ragged. No commission is ever worth being in that type of situation. Obviously, if you're under contract and you're close to closing, it's probably a good idea to just stick it out and go through to closing and then be done. But if you know from the beginning that that person is going to be extremely difficult and that you're going to have a really hard time with them, it's going to be so much better if you can just let it go and and spend your time and your energy and your efforts on a client who you can work with better, who's going to appreciate you and who you can better serve because you're not constantly fighting with them. And you don't, you know, we talk about 
firing clients. You don't have to fire them per se. You can refer them to another agent who can better handle that personality type. I had one years ago that was extremely difficult and I just wanted to cut ties and run. But instead I thought, you know, it's not fair to them to just leave them hanging with no one to help them. I hadn't listed anything. I hadn't written any contracts for them. I just knew they were going to be extremely difficult. So instead of just telling them, I can't work with you. I found them an agent that I knew could handle that personality type really well. And I referred them out and I got a referral out of it. It was fantastic. That agent got a closing and the clients were better taken care of in the long run. So the amount of stress and fear that I would have had working with those clients was avoided and I could put my energy into much better situations and just avoid that fear altogether. So I highly, highly recommend Tracy's book. There's a lot of books out there on fear and overcoming and all of that. I love Tracy's book because it's very real. It's very short. Um, It's a good, quick read. Uh, It's very well written. Um, There's not a lot of fluff. She gets right to it. And word of warning, there is quite a bit of bad language. So um, if you're listening to it on Audible or something like that, make sure the kids aren't around. But it's really good. It's real estate focused. So if you're not in real estate, you might not get a whole lot out of it. But it's very good on how to control a room, how to control difficult situations and difficult clients and to just take control of that fear and put it where it belongs so you can be successful and get on with with being your best self. So definitely check it out. Thanks for listening. Be sure to click the subscribe button to make sure you're the first to know when new episodes are posted. You can also connect with me on Instagram at czim underscore realtor or visit my website at www.christinazimmerman.com. 